Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, Millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy New Year. Happy Monday. It's the Mondayest Monday of all Mondays. Hey, Claude, how are you doing? Hello, everyone. Happy 2022. Hi, Jackie. So excited to be back on the air with my gal. So excited to be back on the air, though I am a bit RDH because we aren't in studio, as you can probably tell, which, you know, is a Jackie's choice. I'm going to take that one on the chin. Just case numbers in New York are still leading the country. And so I need to do what's best and make the best decisions. So we're podcasting remotely. But every day this week will be different. We are going to do some Zoom episodes for the YouTube listeners. But today is just podcast only to get back in the saddle. And I apologize. Don't apologize, Jackie. We have an LC to protect, and I don't think anyone is taking that lightly. I really don't. I, I think I've gotten nothing but understanding from our listeners, but it really is just so crazy how really things could not be worse in terms of COVID uh-huh. right now and COVID cases, and it's it's crunch time for me, so that means PFH, podcast from home. Yeah, and we're going to try and keep it spicy, interesting. I'm going to get Ben on some episodes. Maybe me and Ben can go into the studio. But I agree. It's the right thing to do. And you know what? We have so much to say. Sometimes I really feel like a podcast from a podcast only episode is the perfect place to have like emotional verbal diarrhea. Like there's just been so much going on. We haven't been on the podcast for like two or three weeks. And a PFH is the perfect thing right now. Agreed. Also, it is the new year. This is just like... How do you feel on the first Monday of the new year? It's such an overwhelming day. Yes, it's a bizarre thing to start a new year working from home because even if I'm super productive, like my hair is gross, I'm wearing pajamas, I'm not wearing a bra, I'm never going to feel like I'm reaching my full potential when I am working from home. So there's that. But I'm not going to let it sidetrack my my headspace. You know, you're in charge of your own mentality. And today my mentality is positive. It's productive. We're getting back to work. We're changing lives. We're saving lives, you know? Wow. Are these some resolutions from you that I'm hearing? Some positivity in the new year? No. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry for... I'm always positive. I just want to say, and every time I'm positive, you act like I'm, oh, are you turning a new leaf? Bitch, I'm always positive. Always. Like you can count on me to be positive. Okay. Maybe, maybe that's right. But I just want to say like when you are positive, it's not just me who's like, hey, Claude, are we turning a new leaf? Like everybody's like, Claudia's positive. Well, you know what? I want to say I resent, I resent that wholeheartedly. Like, are you turning a new leaf? What was my old leaf? I'm always, maybe, maybe sometimes I mask my positivity with a, you know, 
a little a bit negative of negativity. Sheen. Yeah, <laughs> negative but sheen. I still am positive. Like I stand by that. I'm a really positive person. I stand by that. Like I don't think there's anything different about me. Okay. But you know, on the first day of the new year, like everybody is leading with positivity, with of course. optimism. Of course, we're all putting our best foot forward and that's always exciting. Yeah, it is. And I'm really going to, I'm going to do it. You know, today I'm going to, I'm going to be productive. I'm going to do shit, you know, get shit done. I've been meaning to clean out like so many crevices of my apartment. Christmas has passed you guys. And I did not see the snow by Christmas in my own apartment. We were away and we were in a beautiful mountain home and I did see the snow by Christmas, but that doesn't really count. The apartment search is just not, if you live in New York right now, like cases are so bad, but they're not bad enough that street easy has become a free for all. You know, it's still, it's still tough out there for us street easy users. Yeah. I'm sorry that it didn't happen for you. It's really out of your hands and not your fault. I agree. Yeah. So don't, don't beat yourself up over it. So Jax, how was your vacation? My vacation was amazing. It was so nice to vacate, to leave the city, to get fresh air, to get, you know, brew out of his usual routine Bunker. and just spend the time with family. We it was extremely low key, extremely relaxing, you know, mm-hmm. didn't move a muscle, but I was just so I've been so fatigued. Like that's I mean, that's really been the the theme of my whole pregnancy, but like now I am just energy battery level is at like five percent I'm constantly on low battery so it was really nice to not require any battery how was it was lovely it was lovely I am really happy to be home because you know I could be at the best hotel in the best city but at certain point like nothing is quite like being in your own house with your own things your own bed um and so I was very excited to get home last night after really an amazing amazing vacation so good to see the fam so good to spend time with Kaylor um but now I'm ready you know like I'm ready to be a New York City gal again yeah and you have a big year ahead of you with your tour just so much stuff coming up that's so exciting and so it's time to get back to work Oh my God, you know, I have something coming up that I have not shared that is so unlike me because, you know, I love to promote a project. Mm -hmm. And we're coming up on the one year anniversary of my book coming out, which is January 25th, which this year will be the paperback release of my book. So January 25th, 2021 was when my book came out. And now January 25th, 2022 is when my paperback comes out. So that is available for pre-order. You guys know the drill. It's the same as last time. Um... But check it out. I'm really excited. Paperback is so legit. I've actually like never read a hardcover book except my own. I'm always constantly purchasing paperback. Yeah, paperback is nice when there's the option. But, you know, for some books, it takes a year till there is just like yours. So I do prefer a hardcover, but uh, I love a paperback, especially for traveling. So it's nice that everyone will have the option to get both. And that's a very exciting milestone. You also have another secret project that you referenced Oh, yeah. That, you know, is your secret to tell. It's not my secret to tell. You know what? I mean, I feel like we're just spilling secrets. Maybe that's today's episode, like spilling secrets. Yes, a new project that has been really delayed because, you know, my artistry comes first, always and forever. Like, I will not release a work of art unless I am really, really sure that it is up to my, you know, my vision. And so I've been working on this new song for a very long time, and it is finally done. So I'm going to release it in a few weeks. I really want everyone to, you know, learn it, live it, eat it, breathe it, sleep it so we can sing it on tour together. Um, And it's, Jackie, like, it's it's unique. Like, it's not what you would expect from a girl like me. 
Yeah, I've listened to it a few times now, and I have to be honest, like, it has gotten stuck in my head, and that is the hallmark of a bop. It's the hallmark of a bop. I couldn't agree more. So critically acclaimed musician is coming out with another song. I know Page Six is probably going to write it up, so just get all your facts straight. Um, Claudia O-S-H-R-Y. Thank you. Claudia, that's beautiful. We're so happy for you, and thank you for bringing music and light into our new year. And positivity. (laughs) (laughs) Well, other than that, I do feel like it was kind of an uneventful vacation break, like in just like the celebrity world, which was was a pleasure, you know. Um, But we're going to get I hate when we're on vacation and like so much is happening and like we're supposed to be vacating. But Mm -hmm. like we just need to discuss, you know, all the happenings. But there was very, of course, Betty White. There was a few things that happened over the course of the last couple weeks, but nothing earth shattering that required an emergency episode. Right. Usually we're on vacation. We're like, you know, what, we have to do a fast five Patreon just to like download on everything that's happening because like we're going to burst if we don't talk about it. We did not feel this way this time. So on this episode today, we'll be talking about everything that happened in the last two weeks. But also it opened us up to do some really fun patreon episodes while we were on vacation so if you are not a patreon member yet check it out patreon.com slash the morning toast we posted three uh, episodes from vacation the first was an all scenes on deck podcast episode that has become like an annual tradition when we're all on vacation together all four sisters get on the podcast and chat then we did a truth or drink where you guys asked some really hysterical salacious questions and the girls either had to answer truthfully or take a sip of their alcohol. That one was really fun and fun for me because I didn't really have to do anything. Like open a vein. And then we did a drunk, though not so drunk, get ready with us for New Year's Eve. We forgot to drink. We did. You forgot to drink. You and Margo took like two shots. But it was fun to just like get glam. We hadn't put on makeup the whole trip. So we were just like swapping makeup tips and having a good time. Being girly girls. Being girly girls. So head over to patreon.com slash the morning toast for all this bonus content. And you know, 2022 is just going to be like another year of premium Patreon. Another year of premium Patreon. Another year of killer episodes from Jax and I. And when Jax is on maternity leave, we're going to get some fun special guests. So it's really going to be, I I don't want to, you know, say anything too crazy, but I have a feeling 2022 is going to be the year of the morning toast. I'm just putting it out there. I, I love I love that sentiment. I love that positivity. Love the delusion. (laughs) Okay. Well, I guess without further ado. Wait. Wait. Before we jump in, there's one more thing. Okay. You and I both reached our Goodreads reading challenge at the end of the year. We crammed in those books. I read 30 books, which is more books than I have read in my entire life leading up to 2021. So I just want to thank my sister Jackie for really encouraging me, giving me her Kindle. She didn't even charge me for it, like just forked it over, really encouraged me, gave me great recommendations. I really couldn't have made it here without you, Jackie. So I want to thank you. I'd like to thank the toasters for constantly recommending encouraging motivating me and honestly I want to thank myself like I'm really proud of myself like I'm a very stubborn person like when I don't want to do something I don't do it if I don't like something I don't change that but I don't know I opened myself up to reading it's been a huge part of my year and I'm really proud of myself like I can't believe I read 30 books I'm so proud of you and I'm so glad you mentioned that because I hit my reading goal too and like I'm proud of both of us that like we weren't readers and now we're readers but really Mm -hmm. our personalities are different where I I like to do stuff like that makes me you know that I don't enjoy doing just so I can like challenges you I I like to do challenge like I did the juice cleanse like I went to the wellness retreat like I do like to like push myself and you really don't like you're very comfortable so 
it honestly like it's a huge credit to you that you have changed your behaviors and have incorporated reading into your life in such a huge way so I'm really proud of you thank you for understanding like I'm really a creature of habit so for me to do anything new let alone hit my goal I'm very pleased it's like I lost weight you know like that that's something I'll never do but like it's like I did it yeah, no, you did it. I hit my goal in the like literally with five hours to spare of 2021. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to do it. So in 2020, I read 65 books and I figured I wouldn't read that many in 2022 because it's not like we were all under lockdown the whole year. But then, you know, my, right. my back half of the year turned out to be <laughs> very free. So I wanted to hit get the same amount of books and I and I did it, which I'm really excited about. But I set my goal for 2022 now. And mm-hmm. My goal for 2022 was 30 books, which is far less than what I've been reading. Well, you have a child. But I'm going to be a new mom, so I'm not going to have as much time. But automatically, I'll read 10 books in the year for redheads. I mean, sorry, 12 books for redheads. That's true. So that means another like one and a half books a month during leisure time. And and I feel like I, I might achieve that. So it's not a lofty goal, but it kind of is. But compared to what I've been doing, it's less than half. The kids got to sleep at some point. And also I'll probably read like eight books between like from now until the kid comes and that'll. Right. Because you're on like major lockdown now. Right. So that'll really like be a nice cheat. Then I only have to read like three books outside of Redheads. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. So that's exciting. Also, I found out such an interesting factoid yesterday from someone who DM'd me that I am the number two, number 22 most followed person on Goodreads this month. What? Isn't that crazy? How did you find that out? How did that person find it out? So they DM me and Goodreads is so difficult to navigate as like a social platform. I don't know how to find anyone. I have like three friends and it's you and the redheads. And I, I was like trying, I was like Googling like most followed Goodreads. There's no like list or anything. But she said when you, when you see my profile as an outsider, it says number 22 most followed. And then if you click that, it gives you a list of the 50 most followed people this month, this year, and all time. So I'm not like all time, but this month I must have been very influential in the reading space. So you're always welcome to follow me on Goodreads. I don't know how you get there. I can't figure it out. You're the only person I follow. There's like a friend of mine, Raquel, like we always are swapping books. We cannot connect on the platform. Like we have to connect via text. As a social platform, it's atrocious. Why everyone doesn't have a username, Claudia1234, that I could search? It's so stupid. It's so stupid. And also, what's the difference between following someone and being their friend? Being a friend. I don't know. Regardless, it just made me feel like really proud and was a really cool flex. So I just wanted to share that with the group. That's pretty sickening. Just like, you know, being influential in the book space. Speaking of which, new Redheads episode drops on Thursday. I just started the new book. It's a snitch's choice, which is a great way to start the year because it's like if you Mm want to pick up with us and you've not read in a while, a snitch's choice is a pretty good barrier to entry. And it's really good. Snitch said she finished it last night and she cried hysterically. I saw. I actually think I'm going to read it. I think so far, I think I'm 25% in. I think you would like it. It's very easy reading, except there's like a hat situation that I'm not enjoying. A Mrs. Hat is in the book? Like she's trapped. She has a really long travel day, four flights, and like she's wearing <laughs> wedges and like a, a f- oh. wide brim hat. Ooh. And that's just like unforgivable. Sensual. Unforgivable. unforgivable. So we'll see. 
Well, we've got a great show for you guys. We're going to catch up on all things pop culture. We're going to recap Salt Lake City. I caught up on the three episodes I was behind on. Um, And to be honest, I've never been more confused about what's going on in a franchise in my entire life. They are so messy. So we'll get into that. I just want to say, like, they've really fumbled the ball. Jackie, that's exactly... I was preparing to come on here and say that. They fumbled the ball on this opportunity of you know, having a national case Mm -hmm. shine a spotlight on their show and like, how are the Mm -hmm. women going to handle it? And, you know, everybody's talking about it and everything that they've done since the news came out, like they have just fumbled this opportunity. Like they are all over over the place. It's, It's to the point now where they're, when they're conversing and saying each other's names, I don't even know who's who. Jackie, I was literally like looking at Lisa last night. I'm like, you're Meredith. Like I literally, these, they're so confusing to me. I don't know who's on what side for real. And like, I don't even know who I can get behind. There was, I was reading tweets last night and there was a tweet about Heather. And I was like, there's a Heather on this show. (laughs) And it confused me to the point that I don't know their names anymore. Yeah, no, they are out of control. They're out of control. Okay, I'm so glad we agree. We'll get into the recap after the Fast Five. So without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Today's episode is brought to you by Babbel. Whether it's saving more and spending less, getting organized, or losing weight, there's a lot of worthwhile goals to set for yourself this year. And at the top of our list is learning a new language with Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. After watching Emily in Paris, I have been very influenced to learn French because I just never want to be like Emily in Paris. I just want to say, if you're looking for a great New Year's resolution, resolution, learning a new language will serve you in so many ways, and Babbel is an amazing best resource to do that and by this time next year like you could have a whole new language under your belt you could be traveling and everything so listen up for our Babbel code it's super addictive fun fast and easy if you're going on a trip when I was on my way to Italy I did like a couple lessons on the way there they're really addicting and fun and they're very effective so it takes they take 15 minute lessons they make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. You can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many different ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. When you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, right now you'll get an additional three months for free. So that's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use the promo code TMT. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code TMT, Babbel, language for life. Awesome. Today's episode is brought to you by Imperfect Foods, a grocery delivery service offering an entire line of sustainable groceries that taste delicious and reduce waste just by embracing the natural imperfections in foods. Visit imperfectfoods.com to see if they deliver in your area, and once you sign up, you can personalize your weekly grocery order with fresh seasonal produce, pantry staples, and yummy snacks. Plus, your order will arrive on the same day each week, which makes it easy and fun to build a stress-free routine that's a great new year's resolution i never have groceries in my house like i'm always just like eating old crackers imperfect foods is a great company great way to get on time deliveries every month and on average imperfect food customers save six to eight pounds of food with every order and unlike online on-demand delivery companies imperfect deliveries weekly by neighborhood a unique model that produces 25 to 75 percent fewer emissions than individual trips to the grocery store you could also say goodbye to package guilt 
Imperfect Foods is the only national grocery delivery company that makes it easy to return your packaging after every order. So if you care about the environment, you care about putting good food in your body, and you're just ready to get into a good routine, Imperfect Foods is offering our listeners 20% off your first four orders when you go to imperfectfoods.com and use the promo code TMT. Again, 20% off your first four orders. That's up to an $80 value at imperfectfoods.com. The offer code is uh, TMT. Join the movement at imperfectfoods.com and use the code TMT. That's great. I didn't realize that 35% of the food supply goes unsold or uneaten in yes. the U.S. And imperfect it's foods such is, a waste. It's such a waste. And Imperfect Foods is working to turn that around so you can get groceries and do good. It's such a great platform. Thank you so much for sharing, Claudia. It's a pleasure doing business with you. Okay, our first story of the new year. I guess it's kind of, it's it's a sad one, but it's the one, the big one. Betty White died peacefully in her sleep at home, her agent says, at the age of 99, just two and a half weeks before what would have been her centennial birthday. Her agent previously confirmed to people that the beloved comedian had died on Friday at age 99, just two and a half weeks before her 100th birthday. Quote, even though Betty was about to be 100, I thought she would live forever, he said in an earlier statement. I will miss her terribly, and so will the animal world that she loved so much. I don't think Betty ever feared passing because she always wanted to be with her most beloved husband, Alan Ludden. She believed she would be with him again. While uh, she was gearing up to celebrate her 100th birthday on January 17th, And ahead of that day, in a cover story, Betty opened up to People magazine about how she was feeling about turning 100 years old. So I just want to say um, there's two things, two roads I want to travel down. The first is that Betty White is an icon. I never watched The Golden Girls, but I have a husband who was weirdly, incredibly impacted by that show. He loved it so much. I think he's a Blanche girly. Um, And I just she left a legacy. I'm a big hot in Cleveland girly. I know she just left a legacy that, you know. That will live on. She was a trailblazer for women in the in the TV industry. She was on TV in 1939, which is insane. So she's a queen. But I also want to say, I don't know who was running Betty's um, PR, but I just think like doing a story on her hundredth birthday. This is just so funny. Maybe it's because like I'm Jewish and like we just don't do stuff like this. Like doing a story on her hundredth birthday like a month before. Like it's such bad luck. Like I would never agree to. You'd have to wait till her 101st birthday, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's it's not great timing, but clearly she was comfortable with the decision, and so they went forth. And, and I guess now, like, in hindsight, it will be like a celebratory issue of her life, which, you know, if they hadn't done anything, then there wouldn't be anything to, you know, consume and take mm-hmm. in the almost 100 years that she spent on this earth. Yeah, I guess. But, uh, I mean, overall, I agree with you, but I'm just trying to look at it from a more positive perspective. That's so you. Yeah, but it, it's um, it's unfortunate. And she didn't make it to 100, but still, 99 is amazing. Amazing. All she accomplished was amazing. She's a queen. We will miss her dearly. But she lived a good life, and she went peacefully in her sleep. So, honestly, like, what more could you ask for from an icon? Right. What more could you ask for than, like, 95... 95- 99 iconic years and to then go peacefully in your sleep and right. to be and you go- so beloved and right. to make such an impact a positive impact on the world it's it is a dream yeah to go out with that sort of like love for you as a, an icon uh legend it's it's a beautiful thing to see so obviously her passing is sad but it's a celebration of a life well lived yes 
So our next story on New Year's Eve, the Kardashians dropped a new teaser for their Hulu show, a little trailer, where it's really just the girls um, wishing us a happy new year, which was really kind of them. Thank you, girls. Yeah, no, but like a trailer, it's a trailer. It was not. It wasn't even a teaser. It was a teaser. No, it wasn't even a teaser. teaser. It was a T. It was a T. Agreed. But it was like the first step towards... This new, this new chapter and we got to see the girls back together everyone's there wishing us a happy new year which was really I feel really sweet and you know from a branding perspective it did seem like they kept a lot of the same motifs fonts they love to put the women side by side with like a line between them they kept a lot of the same motifs and elements and branding from Aesthetic. the Kardashians show yeah, I agree. But I also think it's like that's what they're comfortable with. Like, obviously, this lighting. They know, like, they're not going to, just because it's a new network doesn't mean we're going to step into some harsh lighting. No, no, no. But everybody really looks incredible. We got to see Kylie, you know, with a new show. It's always unclear if she's going to be participating. Plus, she's been extremely low-key low recently, key. which we'll talk about. But she um, she was there as well, which was exciting. Hopefully, that means that she will be involved more than she was. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people think, like, since she's been so low-key, that means she's given birth. But then she did post an Instagram story with her belly. Obviously, there's no way of knowing because we don't know, like, how far along she was. But honestly, I don't like to be, like, up people's vaginas, literally. Like, when she had the baby, she will tell us. Agreed. But uh, do you think that she gave birth? No. I think she did. I don't know. You two have always, like, for me, at least in my mind, you've been on the same, like, uh, planet. Month, month, Yeah. I don't think so. I'm trying to like think back. And first of all, she's been low key ever since Astro World, and she's not been, you know, posting on Instagram, right, right, or stories or anything. So, you know, maybe we would have known more if things had happened differently. I think she's just been like being very private. But also, Stormy has been seen around, like at Chris's house, yes, and with the yes. other sisters. And I feel I think that's what parents do when they're bringing a new when they have a new child, child. home. So that, like, you know, they can acclimate and then introduce Stormy. But it's also holiday break. And maybe, like, the kids are out of school and, like, Stormy's hanging out with her cousins and her grandma. Yes, yes. But, like, Stormy is always, should always be hanging out with her cousins and her grandma. And we never see her that much on other people's platforms. Plus, there was the baby bottle in uh, Courtney and Travis's, Travis's story. And so I just feel, and also based on, like, the trajectory of her bump I do I did always think she was a little bit uh further ahead than me so I think I think it might have happened okay I mean you've made a compelling case there's also a a large conspiracy theory on TikTok about Kendall maybe that she and um Devin Booker have gotten married she did a, a little photo dump and of her gorgeous farm holiday and she did a mirror picture with her and Devin and he's wearing a gold band like on his finger like wow and boys don't really wear like like when a girl wears a, a ring on her finger, like it could be a cocktail ring. No, and it's also like, like when a boy. This is the finger that fits the ring of this size. Like move on. Yeah, it's it's something to think about. That's so interesting. But it's I also did... a mirror picture. It could have been a reflection. It could have been the other hand. Like you really never know. I saw the farm dump, but even if it was the other hand, w- to wear a ring finger on either hand, to wear a ring on your ring finger on either hand as a man, agreed, says something in a long term relationship. That's really interesting. I, I didn't even know that that was, that was out there. Also, I just want yeah, to say that the, the fact that Kylie did post a, a video of her belly on Instagram stories makes me think that also she gave birth. 
she's trying to throw off the scent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like classic Kylie. So um, that's what I think. But obviously, it's, you know, her life. And she obviously wants her privacy. So I will drop it. Do you have any name predictions? No. I couldn't predict a Kardashian name if, you know, if you I tried. a billion dollars. But, you know, I just want to throw some names out there in case they end up being right. She could continue with the weather motif and she could do Cloudy, named after me, obviously, which would be super cute. Does she know what she's having? I mean, do we know what she's having? We don't, but we think it's a boy. Based, okay, on, based on emojis. Rain. Oh, no, they have a rain they already. They have a rain. Okay. Otherwise, that would be great. Tree. Oh, they have true. Too similar. Bush. I don't think it will be another. I'm trying to think of a nature. I don't think it will be weather motif because that's what we thought with like north. We thought the next one was going to be south. Yeah. I think she's going to have to go in a different direction. Otherwise, this baby will always just be like, you know, in stormy shadow. Second. Yeah. Literally in the shadow of the storm. (laughs) Literally. Of the storm. Literally. So do you have any other name predictions? I think John. Mm, No, I think like Matthew. What about Dave? That's like cool and unique. Dave Webster. Kind of like very elegant. I agree. Honestly, whatever she chooses, like will become the coolest name. So no, and it will become a name. That's the thing. Like with Kardashians or like when like with North, I'm like, that's not a name. It's a direction. But then you just we use the names true, stormy, north, rain. We use them so much. Yeah, like they're names now. They are names when they weren't considered names. They were just letters. It's honestly naming a child, I think is like the Oof. biggest decision. It's the it's the biggest deal ever. I can't believe more people like don't talk about out. how stressful. Yeah, it, or I also can't believe more people don't change their names that like everybody for the most part there's a lot of success with like what your parents name you and you're happy with it well do you feel connected to your name yeah is that okay yeah no i was just asking like yes i feel connected to my name jackie do you want to ask me do you feel connected to your name i really don't like when (laughs) people like the name claudia and then me like when i disassociate the two I'm like what is Claudia like I just don't feel like a Claudia I don't really look like a Claudia and it's not like I'm not gonna lie is it my it's not my favorite name like I don't love it oh my god it's so stunning and that's so crazy to hear you say that but I do sometimes feel like you know I'll be watching a show or something and there's like a character Jackie and it will take me like eight episodes to be Mm -hmm. like that's my name so, but then imagine if like you had like, a really common name, like Ben Soffer, my husband has a thousand friends with the name Ben. And it's like, all, some of my friends have now married or are dating other people named Ben. Like you're just one in a million. So like, wh- I don't know what's better, what's worse, but like, that's something Ben experiences once a day. That, yeah, that's really hard. But then he also has just like a, a you know, a beautiful name and that's the price of a name and that's the reason why it's been around for so long popular because it's tried and true but yeah I mean first of all just as like an ordinary person to name a child is a is a really big under like it's it's I used to feel this way about like picking out your wedding dress it's like you can have Mm -hmm. any dress in the whole world so the one that you pick like that's what you're saying is the best like that is such a I don't agree with that no but like that's really a that's your personal style you know like no one else no I I actually disagree I disagree okay how so 
because wedding dresses, you really can't have any wedding dress in the world. First of all, so many people are limited by so many different things. Like for me, like I had to rule out 50% of dresses because I wanted to wear sleeves. Some people want to show boobs. Some people don't want to show boobs. They want certain necklines. They're limited by budget. Like they're actually at the end of the day, once you go and try on dresses, there's only like five that actually realistically suit you. Okay, I I do agree with that to a degree. And, you know, I couldn't wear any dress that I wanted. But also because, like... Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner could have... She has that problem, the wedding dress. I agree. She is not limited by budget, by silhouette, by fitting. She is a model. Yes, okay, Kendall Jenner. I feel stressful for her when the time comes. Or maybe it has already come. Right, because she could wear any wedding dress in the world. So whatever she chooses, it's like, that's what you think is the best and you will be just like that is you that is creme creme Creme. so better be for the fucking creme sorry if you're in new jersey that means cream exactly (laughs) but generally speaking i do feel like a wedding dress it's like no one else could like you can't really copy you have to really use your own taste and originality and it really says a lot about you once you get past the barriers that like one has okay when choosing so also I feel that way about a name and it's uh, this is an even bigger deal so one as an ordinary person it's hard to just like pick a name for a human being for the rest of their life that's so much pressure but two as like a celebrity who does like the Kardashians where they are like you know pulling these names at Mm -hmm. random a little bit it's even more I think it's more pressure I guess they could always go like the traditional route if they wanted to but it's like where do they come up with these names no, and the thing is, no name is you safe. Know Stormy's not in the baby naming book. Like, right, that's what I'm saying. They can't even use the, na- the books. But I'm saying the book, like, I actually think in the next couple years, those names will be in the books. That's the influence of the Kardashians. Some. I, I think some. I think that about, like, celebrity kids. There are some celebrity kid names that at first seemed, like, really crazy and now they're less crazy sounding. Yeah, but there are some celebrity names that seem crazy and they're still crazy. Apple. I was thinking about Apple too and I, th- I thought that it's less crazy now. It's still so crazy. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Anyways. Oh, that's where my head's at these days. So I'm just. Well, thinking. clearly, because we were literally having a million conversations over the last month about your baby name. It's the crazy. I can't believe people do it every day. Just pick a name. And they really don't. They don't. <laughs> no, but like every day there are names that are chosen and people have to live with them forever. So that is really crazy that it happens every day. Yeah, it is. Okay, I'm ready to move on to our next story then. Are you? Sure. Though yeah. I was enjoying this riveting conversation. Me too. I could really talk about like names and like the meaning of names and like what – like how time changes names, you know? Yeah. Time and names are another very interesting dynamic. It's the time name conundrum. <laughs> Continuum. Continuum. It's also a conundrum, though. That's so true. Okay, ready for our next story? Yes. Kanye West will tear down a $4.5 million home across the street from Kim Kardashian. So this news came out over the holidays that Kanye has bought the house across the street from Kim for $4.5 million and he will 
tear it down. He only bought it for the location. It's near Kim and the kids, and he has a vision for the house and plans on constructing ASAP. So this has caused a little bit of, you know, debate. Yeah, because people are so fucking annoying. Like, oh, he's Joe from you. He's a stalker. It's his fucking kids. Like, how nice, like, to have the means where you can co-parent from next door. Like, fuck off. Everyone is so dramatic. Yeah, it's it sparked a debate whether this is cute or creepy. I am team cute for sure. It just must for be, the kids, okay? It'll be so nice for the kids to just hop from one to the other. It's giving it's reminding me of like Gina Kirschenheider's Casita, where mm-hmm. the intention was like the kids didn't have to move very often yeah. because they would like switch in the house, but obviously this is like on a different scale. And I think it's a really cute sweet move also they spent so long building that house together mm-hmm. they clearly both liked the location enough to plop down uh, this entire estate on it so I'm sure he likes the community and wants to be near his kids I think it's like a really cute sweet thing and considering they have the means to do something like this it's a nice way to coexist as a modern family right and Kim has said like many times that they're not on bad terms. She's been to like all of his concerts since they announced that they were getting divorced. They're clearly co-parenting or at least trying to co-parent in a nice, you know, peaceful way. So there really isn't anything weird about this. The Kardashians are a very tightly knit family. I mean, Scott, who was never married to Courtney and is the father, like he's super involved with the family. There's really nothing weird about this. And people are just like really like trying to make drama where there's not drama. Yeah, I agree. I only saw this as extremely uh, sweet and I'm like how nice you have enough money to drop five million dollars on a house so that you can be next to your kids and it happens to be in like a gorgeous neighborhood. Like what's wrong with that? No, I mean, it's really a dream. I I a dream. And, you know, considering Kim's doing her own thing and also Kanye is like dating and stuff. And even though he like says and goes around that he says that he loves Kim, like to me, it's like if I'm Kim I'm like oh this is the best of both worlds like my husband's still hung up on me and I'm like dating whoever I want like I, I come out smelling like flowers oh and my yeah t- but Kanye is a little misleading because he was like this entire week in Miami with an actress like yes I I did see that no and so that's why I it still goes back to my original point of like they're just doing their thing and but he's still in love with her you know yeah of course I mean I'm still in love with her um Speaking of Miami, our next story. Okay, great. I was literally just about to say, do we have a story on Miley? Um, Because I have a lot to say, and we're going to dive into it. Great. Brought to you by The Pill Club. Going into the pharmacy in person is so 2021. Get your birth control online, prescribed, and delivered for free with The Pill Club. Never make a trip to the doctor for your prescription or wait in line at the pharmacy ever again. The Pill Club provides personalized care from the comfort of your own home and delivery to your door on time every time. They'll provide discreet packaging directly to the comfort of your own home. The Pill Club is a no-brainer. Their medical team has your back. Whether you want to switch your birth control, do you want to renew your birth control prescription, maybe try it for the first time, whatever you're feeling, whatever stage of birth control you're in, the Pill Club has got you covered. They offer birth control subscriptions prescribed by a medical professional and delivered straight to your door for free. They carry over 120 FDA-approved brands, and they ship to all 50 states. Most brands of birth control are free with insurance or Medicaid. Otherwise, prices start as low as $7 per month without insurance. They deliver birth control to your door. And right now, when you go to thepillclub.com slash toast, the Pill Club is offering a $10 donation to bedsider.org for every morning toast listener who becomes a patient. Your donation will help low-income individuals get access to birth control through bedsider.org. That's thepillclub.com slash toast to get your first birth control care package and donate to help more women in need of affordable birth control. That's thepillclub.com slash toast, and you must use that link to make sure the donation goes through. 
Great. So our next story, Miley Cyrus hosted Miley's New Year's Eve party. She suffered a wardrobe malfunction during the performance. So we watched pretty much, we switched between channels all night, but I would say we watched Miley the most, Miley and Pete Mm -hmm. Davidson's New Year's Eve party. And I have so many thoughts and most of them are shockingly positive. By the way, overwhelmingly positive. And Ryan Seacrest should be quaking right now because we were on YouTube TV. I mean, I think more people than ever watched from home this year. So because like the Omicron outbreak was like a week before. So I think there were more people watching in general and there was more content. I maybe I just don't watch a lot, but I'm always saying it's like rockin' Dick and Clark and like something else. But there was Nashville's Big Bash on CBS, which was excellent hosted by Bobby Bones Mm -hmm. amazing performers they had Darius Rucker they had Gabby Barrett they had Dirks Bentley Luke Bryan Jason Aldean they really had all the big Lady A like they really killed it then there was Miley um and Pete which was like a two-hour thing that started at 10 um the lineup wasn't really my taste in music like I don't I really listen to mostly country so you think I'd be drawn most to um the Nashville Big Bash But Miley was, I'm sorry, she was everything of the sort. She was charismatic. She was gorgeous. Her looks were everything. Her singing is just spectacular. And I really feel like she found a good thing. And, like, I wouldn't be surprised if this becomes, like, a a yearly thing for her. She was excellent. I agree that she was excellent. Um, It felt like, you know, like a little bit like an award show with all the different performances and the sketches and she was the host. And she really did such a great job. I thought that her and Pete, I just assumed it would be annoying because like everything that, Mm -hmm. you know, is put out these days is really annoying. But I thought they had a really good dynamic. The sketches were funny, though, you know, drawn out, which whatever, at least the premises were funny. Miley did like her song. She did a lot of covers. She sang The Climb, which just felt like this gift that was just Mm -hmm. given to us and said, you know, go forth and prosper into 2022. And don't forget that it's about the climb. And like, I, I feel like I had forgotten that it's about the climb. I had completely forgotten that life's about the climb. And Brandy Carlisle and Miley were just there to remind me, which was super, super helpful. Yeah. And even the other acts who were not necessarily for me, like Jack Harlow, mm-hmm. um, 24 Carat Golden, even mm-hmm. though I like that song Mood, you know, yeah. it was it was a good time. So I I thought it was all so well done. And then when you go, when you would flip back to like Ryan Seacrest in New York City, it was just fucking bleak and like when you would look at the crowds or lack thereof again bleak like it was really kind of depressing and yeah Miley's was in Miami where clearly you know there's this joie de vivre that is just mm-hmm. not happening in New York right now and I think that it really was like the future of what we could look to expect from New Year's Eve specials plus I loved Nashville but Nashville ended at like when Miley began so we really watched both and I thought both of those programs did a far better job by miles than what the dick and clarkin i agree and there's also yeah we we were flipping through going to uh, ryan seacrest and they were playing clips from literally 1995 like mariah carey singing hero from five years ago and they were just like i don't know if they because we really didn't watch i don't even know if they had fresh live performers or they were just using clips but i know ryan seacrest is like a really busy man and i just really feel like he should not be doing this like it's really it's low brow now and they're just like kind of doing too much like they have to have like a million influencers and actresses like just do what people want they want 
funny content, funny hosts, good interviews, and uh, good performers. And they had really none of that. Yeah, no, we tuned in for one live performance, and it was Usher singing, um, I forget which song, but it was a good song, but the performance was, like, so bad. And I also just think, like, and this pains me as a lifelong New Yorker, like, there's something about New York that's just not it anymore. Like, for forever, New York, Times Square, the ball, the glamour, the glitz, slowly over time, it's become, like, really corny and tacky. And now it's, like, all sponsored by Planet Fitness and, like, the moronic mayor comes out. It's just not it anymore. And, like, I think some other city, like, they should see the gap in the market. Like, New York was it for, for New Year's. But there's a gap now. Like, it's no longer it. No one wants to come and stand in Times Square and, like, be standing between people's vomit. I think another city should step up and make it, like, their thing now. Because it is our thing, but we're not doing it very well. No, I and I think that that could be Miami. I think they should get their own ball. And, mm-hmm. like, that's where, that's where the party's at. So. And every, literally everyone I know for the last five years has fled to Florida for new years. It's really becoming like the new year, new city. Yeah. No, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting shift. And I feel like this year was like the end of an era for, yeah, it was officially sad. It was officially, officially sad, but anyways. And Miley was the one, you know, with that hammer, putting the nail in the coffin. Like she was sensational, charismatic, unique i have only positive things to say and the wardrobe malfunction she handled like a fucking pro okay like, but we were watching it live we were quaking did you think it was real people yes people are like saying you know it was staged like for a little bit no of so she was performing with 24 karat golden they finished they gave each other a hug and like one of his bracelets got caught on the back of her chain mail and you see her like feel it fall off and she grabs her boobs and he walks off stage not knowing that he did that. And then she starts singing Party in the USA for as long as she can until she just drops the shirt, walks off stage. It was definitely real. Got it. I thought it was real too, but I am also, you know, a little bit naive sometimes. So right. I would never like see that and think, oh, that's staged. But sometimes yeah. those things are staged or planned. So no, I think it was real. She, she, yeah, no, she handled it great. All of her looks were great. And it was really, it was a treat for everyone who was staying at home. And it was, it was quite surprising. A treat is the perfect word. And also, you know, that means that Pete was in Miami. Kanye was in Miami. I didn't see Kim in Miami. So I guess she didn't get her New Year's kiss. Oh, that's so sad. I know. But I'm sure she was like with her kids being cute. But still. Her, I can't believe her and Pete are like still going strong. Stronger than ever. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel so all over the place about them, you know? Yeah, I'm net positive. Of course, of course, of course. But I think, you know, having been so close to them at one point, um, I definitely felt, you know, shocks of fraudulence. For sure. But fraudulence wears off. And so it's been a while. There's proof in the pudding. Yeah. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Is it the final story? Amazing. I mean, we have to start the new year singing the final story, even though we try not to sing when we're doing remote because we can never get it to sync up. 
Yeah, sorry. I had to take that one on as a solo. I understand. No, no, no. I, that's what I was hoping you would do. Our fifth and final story is a little justice news. Ghislaine Maxwell has been convicted of sex trafficking girls for Jeffrey Epstein. Ghislaine Maxwell was convicted last Wednesday evening of recruiting and grooming underage girls for years as Jeffrey Epstein's madam, capping a stunning fall from grace for the British socialite who can now spend the rest of her life behind bars. Ghislaine sat still as the unanimous verdict on five of six counts was read aloud. When it was done, she poured herself a cup of water and took a swig, then conferred with her lawyer. She showed no emotion as she was hauled out of federal court in Lower Manhattan in front of her siblings who were seated in the front row. The jury deliberated for five full days, requesting troves of evidence and sorted witness testimonies that were presented during the month-long case before finding her guilty. A sentencing date has not yet been set. Right. So I think the re- I'm, I'm overwhelmed, joyed, overjoyed. I can't even say in words how great I am that the justice system has not failed us. Guilty on, I think, all but one count. So that's great. But I do think the real, you know, sign of 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 whether or not this is I'm sorry to sound like a conspiracy theorist, whether or not this is like being covered up or whatever is what her sentencing, um, what her sentence is going to be. I think she'll get a long appropriate sentence and I don't think that that will be I don't think that that's a sign of the cover up but also I, you probably didn't even see this but apparently very quietly the charges against the guards who were supposed to be guarding Jeffrey Epstein when he allegedly killed himself the charges have been dropped um very mm. low key I mm. like I mean Ghislaine being charged is definitely like a win for justice but I don't I yeah. think that she just like her the, you know her team even said I think that she is you know taking on they're trying to just like saddle her with all of it and not a lot came out that's during the trial. true like not a lot of names not a lot of you know her black book not so I think for the most part the cover-up has gone down successfully and Ghislaine you know was she's the Christmas tree just like Tom's Wamsgams they're just gonna pin them right pin all the ornaments, on her. ornaments on her yeah because yeah. she didn't sing like a bird like they said she was going to she didn't implicate anyone you know influential or powerful in politics or media she didn't do any of that so mm -hmm. so I think like on the one hand you know we got justice here and I think a lot of people are satisfied with this verdict and it is very good news but on the other hand like it's just a very small piece of the pie and the rest of the pie is not is not being eaten being eaten yeah yeah so let's just take it one step at a time the verdict is in we are happy i will be very curious to see what her sentence is and if she mysteriously decides to you know kill herself or disappear from prison but until then justice has been served and as two girls who are constantly chasing justice we have to celebrate this as a win yes we definitely do and we are and we have and we will yeah and we are yeah cool and we have yeah well, those are the Fast Five stories. I feel as though you needed to know them. We are all caught up, abreast, ready to move into the new year, feeling aware. Feeling aware, feeling caught up, feeling like justice is on our side, and ready to talk about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which was on last night. Um, very excited to dive in, and it is brought to you by Stamps.com. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and the UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life a little easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. There's no special supplies or equipment required. Within minutes, you'll be up and running printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. There's no traffic and no lines. 
Cut the confusion out of shipping with Stamps.com, their new rate advisor tool where you can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option for you. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There is no risk, and with our promo code TOAST, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. There's no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in TOAST. That's Stamps.com, promo code TOAST. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Okay. So I have a lot of thoughts about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and I really want to start um, just by backtracking a little bit to the International Peace Park dinner, okay. uh, lunch, whatever it was. Um, there was a lot going on. First of all, like I have just really started to just every time Mary speaks, like drop my jaw when she said that Jenny had yellow undertones. Like I was shook, and then the comment about slanted eyes, like. That was just really, and then this is also coming off the heels of her saying, you know, Jen is a Mexican thug, like really shocking. Like just, that's just not shit you hear. It was beyond. But then beyond that, like the the actual drama of the, the brunch, like I hate to say it, but like Jenny really thought she was doing something. Like she really thought she was making a difference. She really thought she was going to like make merch out of the, some of the stuff that was coming out of her mouth (laughs) and everything she said was just falling really flat. Like she was trying way too hard to make a moment and she was really contradicting herself because she put this meal, this meal together. She had to be at the peace park. She invited everyone so that we could all be peaceful, 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 peaceful. And she's the one acting a fool. Like she was the one literally losing her mind. Like I thought she was literally going to have smoke coming out of her ears. Like she was just being so contradictory. No. And the idea that all of these women who have so much beef between them, the last time we saw them was in Vail where like two girls forwent a private jet because they couldn't be around mm-hmm. each other where Meredith and uh jen aren't even speaking so the fact that you think the next time we all get together it's going to be straight to peace is just not how any sort of friendship relationship or peacemaking works like you need to work through issues before you can achieve peace so in order so you want to work through the you don't want to work through the issues you just want us to pretend to be peaceful ergo we're going to be fake and I actually thought the beginning of the lunch where they were just all being fake to each other was just the only way to go about it because Mm -hmm. what they're going to like erupt First of all, no one wants, like, Meredith is not interested in having a conversation with Jen. And honestly, I'm not interested in her having one either. These are two people who do not get along. And in real life, they would not be engaging with each other. So, like, it doesn't bother me when Meredith completely, like, shuts down and is, like, disengages. I actually have a lot of respect for it because I think that's normal human behavior. But... Even when Mary, when Mary was trying to talk to Jen about the case and she was asking mm-hmm. questions, which I think is like the appropriate thing to do when your friend, you know, finds himself in a case against the federal government. Just let's ask some questions. And Lisa was mm-hmm. responding for Jen. And then oh. Mary Mary came for Lisa. I, I really agreed with Mary on that point. Like, let everybody speaking about Jen, about who's being the best friend to Jen, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, like, this is about... Jen, can we hear from Jen? Because also as No, viewers, and Lisa like, was being intolerable at that meal. When Meredith said, you've been screaming for the last half hour, I have to leave. Like, I felt that in my soul. Me too. And as viewers, like, we are trying to figure out how we feel about everything. And it's not enough to just see Jen in her home scenes, like, you know, giving us her party line. Right. And make it, you know, doing, working overtime on her PR. I want mm-hmm. the women to ask the questions that we all have. And instead, they're coming after each other. And it's like, each what? other. What? 
No, honestly, the thought of Jen's mom giving her a million dollars of her teacher's like retirement salary is so heartbreaking. Just knowing that like Jen's sitting in this mansion wearing all these clothes built off of like, you know, stealing from the elderly, the vulnerable. It was just horrible. It was really, really painful to watch. But to hark back to what you just said, it makes me think of Beverly Hills. When all this stuff came out about Tom and Erica's divorce and then subsequently all the lawsuits, everything else in the show stopped. Like Erica was the sole focus questions. All the conversations were about Erica. When Erica was around, they were all directed towards her with questions. Of course, we're also so confused. These women cannot let go of all the idiotic minutia between them. Like, why are we going on between, uh, between Whitney and, and Lisa? Like, we there's Jen is at the center and Jen literally hasn't spoken this whole episode. No one's asking her any questions. We're getting absolutely no clarity because everyone's just going at each other. Like, like they're just all losing focus of what's important. And like, and this could have been one of the best really put the show on the map. One of the best seasons of housewives. It's so messy. It's so low brow. It's giving nothing. Yeah. And ultimately it's confusing. And to a certain, at a certain point when I'm confused, I'm, I check out. Cause I'm like, I'm, I just, I can't keep up. I don't care. There's no one here who I agree with 100%. And I'm not getting answers to the questions that I have. And I am trying. I didn't watch, you know, the Jen Housewife and Hustler ABC documentary. And also, you know what? I was thinking about it. And I was thinking, like, if this were my friend and this happened to my friend and how, what's the right, you know, course of of human behavior when your friend is going through something like this, like something the what she's uh, alleged is so atrocious, but you know, this is your friend and do you believe them? And I think I would like, I would call a lawyer and ask them to explain it to me. And so that's what Lisa was doing in the, I have van. no problem with that. And, and I feel like she's gotten a lot of heat for that. Like that, you know, I, I don't know people are saying all these different crazy things but like if I couldn't understand the facts of the case and what is known versus what is speculated yeah that's exactly what I would do and I just wish we had more I wish like whatever Lisa knows as fact like she would share with us she would question Jen and so like we I just it feels weird to like judge someone when I have absolutely no information it's all fraudulent. And you know what? At the end of the day, when I think like, okay, if I was in this situation, how would I act? It depends. Like, what is this person to me? These women, aside from like, you know, Lisa and Meredith, like they're not real friends. So the fact that like Whitney doesn't want anything to do, or well, actually they're also flip floppy. Like Whitney didn't want anything to do with Jen and now they're going to coffee before. Like, I don't know where anyone stands. All these women are spineless, literally spineless. No one says what they feel. They're all two faced, Lisa the most, but they're all two faced. And honestly, it's made for such a chaotic, messy and overwhelmingly like not interesting season when it should have been this like boom out the gate like the biggest best season of all time they just dropped the ball like I don't know what the fuck is going on right and Jen's defense that like they just picked her out of nowhere to come right and like you know Homeland Security the DOJ New York Police Department like they don't just show up at Beauty Lab because they they felt like it one day like and I saw Meredith something yesterday like this is a decade-long investigation also now we're gonna move into the territory of did Mary of who turned her in you think Mary calls the feds and said, like, I think what Mary meant by, like, you messed you with my church. You can't just call the feds, by the way. There's not a phone number that you can call. No, and, and no, actually, you could give a tip to, um, like, a, the Federal Bureau if you knew of some criminality. But it's not like calling 911. No, 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 but that's not, like, 
you can't just like invent and uh, uh, you know want to get back at your real housewife so you call the call feds the and pin a crime on them and then and then they go like and also it's just preposterous meredith tweeted last night that she thought it was preposterous too and like they're giving them way too much credit for being able to influence the fbi in that sort of way right but also um shit no i think when mary said like you mess with my church like this is what happens i think she just meant like karma right like jesus will come after you yeah so actually that's her tagline i'll send jesus after you right the fact that they are really like turning that into a literal statement is so dumb and i know whitney and heather think they're doing something i know the fans think whitney and heather are doing something and i just want to let everyone know that everyone is doing nothing everyone is doing nothing couldn't have said it better myself and i watched two episodes last night of salt lake city there was no carlin and that's not okay that's not true carlin won first place at the art fair and they had the picture of her holding her blue ribbon i thought of you wait i missed that when jenny went to her husband's office to sit down on the chiropractor table and have lunch from the cheesecake factory which looks delicious i saw that she was filling her in. Oh, Carlin was so excited. She won first place. I think it was an art festival or something. And then they showed a picture on the screen of her holding her blue bow. Wow, I miss that. Damn. <laughs> I got to pay more attention. Um, yeah, so all in all, it was frustrating. Like, I, I wasn't enjoying it. What did you think of Whitney's rebrand party? Jackie. Stop. Seriously, don't ask me that. I, I don't actually know what went to she's her, doing. Um, I went to her Instagram for uh, Wild Rose Beauty, and it looks like le- legit. It looks like she has products, and there was something that said good. sold out, and it looks like she's, you know, it's in business. So that's good. At least she timed up the launch with the episode. Yes, that's, that's true. That's really, like, all you can ask from a reality TV yeah. brand. Which is, like, apparently asking a lot. Yeah, I really do hope that it's successful for her, even though she's another one who, like, thinks that she's selling merch. You know, I like my friends. Like, I like my skincare. Ooh, that was dark. (laughs) Toxic free and cruelty free. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. No, I'm sure we'll be seeing t-shirts soon, though. Literally. Literally. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so everyone else, it's like, I agree. Like, I'm, I agree with them 25%, pretty much. And then. And you know what? I was really with Meredith until she was like defending Mary. And I know she's like, she's like latching onto Mary for some reason. I think it's like the only person that she can relate to right now. But she's latching onto Mary at a terrible time. And Mary's like bringing her down with her. That's her one mistake she's made. Yeah, agreed. Which is why I can't agree with anyone 100%. Right. So. Um,. So this week we have a bunch more TV recap. I got to catch up on OC and Vanderpump Rules, which is on this week. And I will do that. Yep. Me too. And that's our show. That is our show. It's been great catching up. We're so excited for the new year and we hope that you enjoyed this episode. We will be here for you and always and forever. Always and forever. So love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us the Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. 
Have a great day, you guys. Happy Monday. Give 22 a good kick in the ass. Have a great day. Bye. Try and be as positive as Claudia for for the whole day. Let's see what happens. Bye. Bye.